Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 and 8. Very powerful. In Genesis 2, 7 and 8, the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. We are talking about the cost of disloyalty, part three. Please take your seat, and it's part of the ordained garden series. God formed man and taught it wise not to allow the man to choose where to exist or his habitat. He decided that he would put one man on earth and then he will also determine the location here on earth for each individual. The word of God says in the book of Acts that the Lord himself determines the boundaries of men. Praise the Lord. God is the one who determines the boundaries of men. So, the wisdom of God was to put man in a particular environment that will make that man to flourish. That's why he put him in the garden. Where you exist is not a function of your individual choice. Where you exist here on earth in terms of location is a function of God's divine providence. God is the one who chooses based on his will and divine plan. Possibly, and I can say without fear, based on his Deep knowledge of your uniqueness, the intricacies of your creation is one of the things that informs God to put you where he put you. Now, we as children of God have to understand that there are implications for the locations we find ourselves in. And that is why I will show you a scripture in Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1. In that scripture, verse number 3, we read about the blessedness of the man God so desires to raise. He said that, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. 
that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall what? Prosper. Which kind of man is God talking about? Verse 1. Check it. And decide whether you fall in that category. Which kind of man? Can we read together? One go. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Nor seated in the seat of the... So you see that there is a kind of man who walks not after the wisdom of God. Or who chooses not to stay where God wants them to stay. Or they decide to associate with the people they want to associate with. That's an independent minded person. They say, okay, God has brought me here, but I'm an adult. I'm a man of my own. I have my right. Praise the Lord. So, I I can choose which formula I work with, where I stay, and which people I join. He said, if you are that kind of a man, who thinks you have a choice when the choice is supposed to be a divine choice for you, you cannot be blessed. So the one that is blessed is the one who has decided to align. He said that whatever God has chosen or has, has designed, all I need to do is to do what? Align. So, The man that is blessed is not the one walking in his own wisdom. He's walking in the wisdom of God. Praise the Lord. Are you here at all? (laughs) And he's not staying with people. He's not sitting. You see that walking. Let's look at the scripture. Very nice part. He does not stand in the way of sinners. Nor sit in the seat of the scornful. You have a choice. Tell somebody you have a choice. But your choice must align with God's choice. According to your knowledge and your will for me, what you said you have done, all I need to do is to align. That's all. If you don't align, it will make God look like he's a liar. So he said that there are implications if a man will be blessed, you have to stay where God wants you to stay and follow his line. That's why in the verse 3 of Psalm 1, it says that, And that man who is blessed shall be like a tree planted not in the desert. And you see that where he has been planted is warding him of against anything the desert visit on a tree. He is planted as a tree by the rivers of what? Water. God says that if you are going to be someone who will bear your fruit in your season, you must be careful where you are planted. If your leaves should not wither, 
You cannot be just anywhere. Because everywhere is nowhere in the spirit. You must be where God wants you to be. And it has to be by the rivers of what? Water. That is to ensure that your branches, your leaves, your children, they don't also wither. Imagine a person who is serving God in the wrong place. What will happen to their children? Then whatsoever you do it shall prosper. So to a large extent, the reason why many people are suffering in this life is wrong location that has misallocated their location. That is why a teaching like your ordained garden or your appointed place is very necessary. So, I'm teaching you about the cost that will accrue to your life when you decide not to stay where God wants you to stay. And last week, we handled about two of them. And today, we are going to handle some more. So, in this Part three, we know that Adam was created to stay in the Garden of Eden. Then he did a few things that made him to be sent out of the garden. We are learning about the things that Adam and Eve lost when they allowed themselves and made bad choices that led to them being excommunicated. There's a way that you can take yourself out of a place God wants you to be. And when you do that, from what we have seen in Psalm 1 verse 3, all these things will start going in an opposite direction because your sustenance is also tied to your divine place. Yesterday I read something. I was watching a documentary on Jürgen Klopp, Liverpool's coach. And they talked about how he moved from Mainz to um, Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund. Um, I think it's Dortmund, right? And then to Liverpool. And then one of the inscriptions that was on Liverpool's, around Liverpool Stadium is that to you, it's a stadium. But to us, it's a spiritual home. Football. To you, it's a stadium. Because you are a strange fan. But to us, it's a spiritual home. So when they say we never walk alone, in their mind, even dead people who are past there are still with them. That is why they are playing Barcelona. They are down by how many goals, Harry? How many goals were they down with? Talk to me, brother. Hey, be loyal. Talk to me. How many? Your fingers. Let me see. Three. Three nail. You don't know whether it's ghost, evil spirit within a short time. Four, three. Ancestors came to play some of the game. And that couldn't have happened at Barcelona's place. Nah. It had to happen at Anfield. So when somebody say, Home advantage. It's not that referee will rob. There are things in the place that will facilitate things that other places cannot facilitate. It's an atmosphere. 
I mean, when I went to Old Trafford, when I entered the stadium, the first year I entered there, <clears throat> man, you and Dortmund, is it Leverkusen? I said, I understand why they call this place Theater of Dreams. You can prepare, and once you enter there, it's like you even forget your preparation. The atmosphere will freeze you out. You forget you play football. You'll be watching t- like that. There are what I almost say wirement. There are things that have been wired into spaces that make things to happen that will not happen in other places. And that's why when God sees that your life must be at a certain level, He chooses where you have to be. And the people you must fraternize with so that what He says He has done will come to pass. A child of God must not be removing yourself from one place to another. No, you would destroy the program of God for your life. The program will be there, but you would destroy it for your life. So Adam lost the garden, and when he, he did that, some things happened. Last week we learned that he lost his inheritance, he became self-conscious, and today we are learning that he lost the visitation of Yahweh's presence and his voice terrified him. Please write it. The cost of disloyalty is that you will lose the visitation of Yahweh's presence or the presence of the the presence and the voice of the Holy Spirit. And whenever you hear the voice of the Lord, it will terrify you. I remember when I was a little boy, my mother would say, by the time I come from work, I want you to have um, dealt with the refuse. You should have washed down and ready for A, B, C, D. By the time she comes, I will come from playing football and meet her at home. So when I'm coming, I'm asking people, has my mother come? And once I know that she's ahead of me, when I'm coming, I am like a lizard. Because when she's even laughing with people in the house, I know that there's a plan against me. So Adam lost the presence of the visitation of God and his voice that was supposed to be soothing to him now terrified him. Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. Please let's watch this. Genesis 3 8 to 10. It says that, and they heard the voice of the Lord. They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Nine. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where are thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Wow. Every blessed day, God visited Adam and Eve in the garden. We call it divine visitation. But when they started misbehaving and they were thrown out of the garden, 
The visitation was in the garden, not outside the garden. So once they left the garden out of disloyalty, God still visited the garden, but they were not part of that visitation. As long as people are in the church God wants them to be in, the Lord will keep visiting them as part of his daily visitation to the place, to the ministry. And God has a covenant to appear in a place where his name is placed. And when he appears there, he appears also in the lives of all the people he has instructed to be there automatically. He kills two birds with one stone. I already have a covenant to visit Keeper's house. And that covenant by extension has a positive effect on all the people I have an appointment with in that church. So, you have been called to be here. And God, obviously, as you can sense in the atmosphere that God is here. Francis Robin is not the one who is here. I'm too small. God is here. And if you stay here physically and by divine connection, you will see that your visitation on a daily basis, the ember would die. Now, when a man loses the visitation of God, other things visit the man. And the first thing that visited Adam, apart from what God said, that so, so, and so, your ground will be this, your wife will be this, blah, 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 was the first. The first thing that visited Adam was murder in the house. Where Cain killed Abel. That's because they left in the garden, there was no killing. But once they left the garden, they exposed themselves to no covering. And that is why Cain could not restrain himself. He, he was just filled with jealousy, anger, and rage. And he killed, but in the garden, nothing like that was there. There are things you will open yourself up to when you leave, when you don't become loyal. To the place God wants you to be. When you don't stay where God wants you to stay. Because either God is visiting you. And clearing what has visited you. In an awkward way. Or God is not visiting you. And other things are free to visit you. Divine visitation is so important. For our sustenance and our prosperity. So. Living away from where God wants you to live is closeness to disaster. Closeness to trouble. It's like you are just stepping into a zone that things will hit you without you even knowing where they came from. So, the visitation of God is very important. And please, I'm not saying when you leave the church... God wants you to be in, or the place God wants you to be, it means that you are backslided. No, that's not what I'm talking about. It does not mean you have lost your faith in Christ. It just means that you have lost your address. And that means that your allocation will be in one place, and you will be in another place. So you'll be suffering when provision has been made for you. And you don't want that to happen. So, you can be still a child of God and die and go to heaven, but you see that between that time and the time you go to heaven, there's suffering. 
There is what? That is why when Jesus came to die, he was buried in the garden. And when he rose up, the first man he allowed to see him was a woman. And the woman saw him in the garden as the gardener. Because the redemption was to return man back to the garden he lost. So that man could go back and receive all the dominion mandate. God said, I have created you. Multiply, be fruitful. and is to return. He could have made them see him on the road to Emmaus. No. They saw him in the garden and they thought that he was a gardener. Because God needed man to return back to the garden. That is the safest place anybody can live. I have seen people just out of some anger or bad relationship with somebody in the church say, I've left. They will go and suffer and come back. Because God doesn't change his program just for you. His program is his program. Praise the Lord. And it is very bad when you don't leave there. And I will please, I will take time as God helps me in the years ahead. What it takes to leave a church. Because you can leave a particular church. I told you some scriptures. Elijah was at the brook chariot. God told him, boy, the water is dried. Leave there. Micah 2.10. Look at what the Bible said. You can leave a church. I'm not saying once you are here, you cannot leave. But if you have to leave, you have to know what it takes to leave. Don't just get up and leave because I don't like, it's like in the garden, I don't like the face of chimpanzee. Uh, No, nah, for where? Arise ye and depart, for this is not your rest. Because it is polluted, it shall destroy you. Even with a sword, destroy some places you must leave. The pastor is abusing you sexually. Why should you stay there? The pastor has why from proper line of doctrine. Why, why? (laughs) Why should you stay there and go to hell? Are you here now? I started batting people and collecting ladies' panties. Why should you stay there? It is not a practice of Jesus. Once people stop practicing what Jesus practices, God is just telling you clearly that, hey, this is no longer my church. It has become something else. And a pastor who started with Christ can end up with Satan or himself. So know when they have left Christ. So I'm not saying that once you are in a church, you are, you are there for it. Because God doesn't change. But the people can change and destroy the setup. And once the setup loses its focus and mission and vision, you too, you must have a direction. It's God talking to somebody. So don't say that loyalty is to regulate and control. But I'm telling you that you cannot just leave your spiritual space because it has ramifications. He lost the visitation of God. So you see that you can be in a church. Everybody is receiving a visitation by you alone. No? Everybody is wet by you are dry. Why? Because the rain came for people who belong there. Not for you. So it is by divine wisdom and the will of God that you have been led to this church. By God himself. 
So you stay. Tell somebody that be humble and stay. And do whatever you can do to improve what is happening in your ordained garden. Ask them, don't you think it's about time that you freed yourself and did something where God wants you to be? Because it looks like you are here forever. Why don't you make it a nice place to be? <laughs> Smile in the face of the person. <laughs> hey. When you lose visitation, good voice looks like a terrifying voice. God was just looking at Adam, where are you? They ran and hid themselves. They said, hey, trouble is coming. That is when good is coming and you see the good as trouble. Because you are, when you are in a wrong place, or you are in a wrong, you can even be in the right place in a wrong spirit. Like Adam was in the garden, but he had a wrong spirit, and therefore, blessings looked like curses to him. God was coming and he was running. Sometimes some people are physically here, but they are spiritually away. You are not loyal to the place God has assigned you to be. And sometimes your physical presence means nothing at all. Because you have to be here body, soul, and spirit. (laughs) That is called loyalty. Fully involved and fully engaged. Wow. Tell somebody, this is our church. It's our church, cry. One more time, say it's our church. It's our church, cry. It's, it's our church. It's our church. It's our church. And, well, I mean, once I know this is the will of God, I stick with it. The will of God about something does not mean there will not be challenges around it. It's, that one is, Jesus was the will of God on earth. Did they not beat him? They killed him, they nailed him, they accused him. So everything conceivable can happen something that is still the will of God. And the deception of the devil is that if it is the will of God here, why are these things happening around you? Why should they not happen? Did they not happen around Jesus? Even more. And the servant is not greater than the master. So if Jesus went through, he being the will of God, you must expect to go through. That is why it's one of the things I don't like about a recent interview. You know, but I won't talk about it. Because it's like if you are a pastor and you accept the call, you should accept the accusation. You should accept the murmuring, the pointing of finger. You should accept the accusation that you are not even spiritual. By you now, you are going to the university, and I said, I, I, was, I was not prepared for the academic pressure the university will bring. But the university, they play football. <laughs> it's book, oh, if your mind is not ready, Charlie, call baby, be na yo, baby. Are you here? Yeah. So you must, there are some men recently, you know, the, the alibi, some irresponsible men are giving. For not being the husbands they are supposed to be is that, Pastor, I was not psychologically prepared for the marriage. Are you mad? Like, are you mad? Are you real? You say, I want to marry. The woman didn't propose. You propose. And now, 
Solving one or two things, you know. You have been overwhelmed or you are not ready to solve it. Pastor, I don't, I was not psychologically. What, what were you prepared for? Like, are you serious? That's why marriage is not for boys. Then shall a man. A. Come on now. A what? Man means you are a manager. Man means you are active. Man means that you are on ground. But you do not have to. It's a terrifying voice. So when you leave the place God wants you to be. You see that now things can now scare you. Fear can begin to attack you. And fear gives the devil a pathway to visit. Are you here at all? You cannot lose the visitation of God and not allow other things to come in and scare you, including destroying you. That is why some of us are here. You think we are fools. We are not fools. We are just following the will of God. We are what? And nobody can kick me out of this place. Last week I was sharing with you some of the things that can negotiate your exit from a spiritual place. And we learned about conversations. What did we learn about? And I think it's worth mentioning it today. Should we talk about conversations? Chapter 3, Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Verse 1. Watch it carefully. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? (laughs) And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Wow. And the serpent said unto the woman, it's a lie. You shall not die. You shall not surely die. If you would die in poor, you would die small. But you shall not surely, like the death, you know, is conditional. It's not certain. You shall not surely die. It's like God didn't really mean that. You know, God didn't. (laughs) When you start conversing with wrong voices in the place God has given you, they will start giving you different meanings from what the original meaning is. God says you would die. Definite. You shall surely die. The serpent said you will not surely die. Is it not a different meaning? Yeah. That's why pastor will prepare, pray and come and pray, preach. And somebody will say, I think pastor was talking to you. That's serpentine conversation. But the thing is that when I come to preach, do I preach to the pillar? Is it not human beings God sent me to come and preach to? So if I preach and the preaching is for you, have I not succeeded? Doing the work of God. Why should you be offended at the preaching? Can you imagine some years ago, a sister was here and she she left the church. 
unceremoniously, was a, was a church worker. She went after many months. Then she came back. The day that she was returning to church, I was preaching a message, dangers of spiritual vacation. <laughs> and I preach about how David was supposed to go to war and that day he decided that Chalei Embraer and that vacation he took, you know, he went to see Bathsheba Baffin, and his troubles began. You know, you have left for many months. So in our mind, you are no longer here. Then, <laughs> whether by the will of God or coincidentally, you met a message that spoke to your misbehavior. Is it my fault? Charlie, people are not people, oh. <laughs> I mean, so me boss with that was me boss with that was Hey, Charlie. As some na me can even answer where things that were happening in her life, because the truth is the truth. So I, God will think that I'm giving you a message to help you reform, so that my blessings can come to you. Then somebody will be telling you, Kai, and then your pastor will nyang. And when you shift, once you shift, you are you on your way out of the garden. So the serpent said, you will not surely die. Leave this matter. Be careful about people who always give you a different meaning from what the real meaning is. And that happens because you have received a message with a fruitful heart. Then somebody comes to give you a twist. A twist to the whole thing. And then you you realize that... All of a sudden, your mood has changed. Your, your reactions have changed. How you live in the place, how you see people have changed. Every pastor crowd doesn't like you. The leaders, they are nyachum. Like people are like that. They are hypocrites. And they like, like you just, it's anybody trying to take you from the real road is a serpent talking to you. Because you realize, but since you started talking to this person, you have started withdrawing. It's like you don't want to commit again. Why will I be in something and I don't, I don't want to commit? I will not be in that place. If I'm there, ha, the devil must know that my contribution is on ground. Dress it and what? Keep it. That was the instruction from God. conversations. Anybody talking to you, that is not helping you to enhance your performance. Your loyalty. In the place, in the church God has called you to be. Know that it is not God. Know it. Conversations. Conversations, eh? They can destroy a church more than even immoral um, actions. Well, when somebody goes to commit fornication, even with a brother and a sister in the church, just two people. Let somebody start talking. You see that the influence is. How many people can you sleep with? But one word, like as I'm talking right now, you see many people are listening, including beyond this place. So you see the effect of negative conversation on what God is trying to do. 
That's why in Jesus' time, they were just trying to do everything possible to say that. He is not the son of God. He's not the Messiah. Forget about him. This guy is using a demon to work. They tried his eating, that he eats with people who are and all of that. But once they started preaching negatively against him, it was almost working. Are you here? So, why is it that you are in a place, you should be more interested in what God is telling you about the place and what you should do in the place to become the person he wants you to become than what other people are saying, you know. Because other people are not the only people who have the eye to see evil. You do you have an eye that can see evil, but why is it that you are not seeing it? And they say they have seen it. What did they see? Like, what did they see? Doctor has been here from day one. Did I steal money with you? We planned that this time, you know. Charlie, the money we we'll do. I'll take 18, you'll do 20. One for you, one for me. Doc, this thing is now working. Let's enjoy. No. Do we have time? Somebody went to complain to somebody that, ah, but pastor, if you have it, it doesn't matter. At the time that he was talking to the person, I had given the person money to go and pay somebody's rent. Not from the church, for my own. The person said, it's not true. He said, you, there when they are saying, he said, me. He gave me this thing, but the man cannot, cannot give everybody. I'm one person. Bank of Ghana, have they given everybody? <laughs> you have to ask. So, be an chemisika. How do I get? Do you even ever think the dress pastor is wearing? Most of them, nah, nah, la, it's not laboro, it's not la gift. <laughs> la dash. Senior most collector of dashes. But many people can be lied to that. Charlie, pastor is chopping. Why is he not making you to chop? So in my office, when I'm eating, I'll now call my PA or the people around. Charlie, come and eat some of the food so that you will not say that. <laughs> pastor alone is the one who is what? Eating. I don't know what domain I am. A curse without cause will not stand. Hey! So, when you say, AJ comes, I'm drinking anything, I'm taking it, I say, Nana, should they serve you? He said, No, I said, Momanubi! Momanunumbi! Or Pearl and Pearl of Enum. Send your bummy dia, and yeah, Juma. Small pastry now, they have served me some small drink now. It has become a problem. His pastor is only one chopping. They do pastor's appreciation. They don't do for the assistant pastors. Hey, Charlie. 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 And somebody can come and talk to you. One lady was just speaking to one guy here. He was just a pastor. He said, you see, when you were a pastor there and you came here, they have made you boy, boy. They have made you just as a common intercessor. Wow. Jesus' ministry. 
Some people, their whole ministry was to hold a bag. Bag. That's it. Their whole ministry is to hold what? A bag. Now you call. Now, how spiritual is holding a bag? Then you call a whole intercession for the kingdom of God. Come on. Now, wow. Have you seen how Satan can just this and this conversation is like, oh sister, hey, it's been a long time. Then you see that now it's this it's a bash, 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 but in a nice well, but we should be careful. But he has finished sowing his or her seed. Very strategic planting. Planting for food and what? Jobs. I don't know if I'm preaching. Am I preaching? Or I'm jumping. Am I jumping or I'm preaching? No, please, I want to know what I'm doing. Am I preaching or I'm jumping? Tell somebody, it's a serious matter. And tell somebody, please guard your ears from conversations that would take you out of your ordained garden and make you disloyal to God, your church, and your leaders. Be careful. Clap your hands for the Lord. Hey. Tell somebody, check your conversation. Yeah, check it. Check it. Check it, pa. Check it. You have to be a defender of the cross. Not crucifying Christ twice. And all of that start with conversation. It's like they know something that you don't know. But how is it that you are all in the same place and they know something that you don't know? We are all supposed to know the same thing. There is not, that's why the Bible said there is nothing new. It's not just under the sun. There is really nothing new. They seem to have a new information, but there is nothing new. Ask somebody by yourself, why is it that you always have a new filler? Are you a news agency? Or you are a paparazzi? Your camera can see beyond the walls. It's like you're always coming with something new. Why? Ask them, what is your assignment in my life? Have you been sent to take me out of my ordained garden? Please, please, keep your new things. Keep it. Some people, once you bring them closer to you, they will now become a spy on your husband. I saw him here. I saw somebody that resembles him in that place. I saw, and it's not like you are a PI. Do you understand PI? Private investigator. So a nice wife who was enjoying, or a nice husband, enjoying the marriage, you know, all of a sudden, you start feeding them with things, start, the things start troubling them, and their minds start processing it. The, the home starts just spoiling 
Charlie, every church, there will be serpent inside the church. Like the serpent was in the garden. It's allowed. But don't allow the serpent to make you lose the visitation of God. Because the job of the serpent in the garden is to ensure that he will lie to you so that you will leave the garden and go and suffer. That is his job. Know the job of the serpent. A serpent can dress nicely like I have dressed. And I'm a serpent. Because this time the serpents don't come with horns and... <laughs> have you seen the tongue of a serpent? Maybe so. No, they said this time in there, it's a smooth tongue. Oh, sister. Yeah, Enim. I saw your birthday. Oh, and you're looking gorgeous. Yeah, you're so pretty when I see you. <laughs> when I don't see you, I don't know. I don't feel happy in church. God's presence is in church. You didn't see somebody, you are not happy. It's a lie. It's a lie. And trunk Pickpocket. left to see. I'm pocket. By the time you know. See, I was there. Pastor was talking and mentioning your name. And the way he talked about you, you know. I don't like it. The way he described, what did he describe? Some things we don't have to say. Hey. What shall I see when we? This is just a preamble. Then the person is there, is knocking the head, left, right, center, knocking the head, left, right, center. Why would pastor do that? Why did pastor do that? Daddy said, oh, is that, my mimpo said, Charlie? No be easy. <laughs> wow. There's a song sung by Chris Morgan. He said, Jesus, I pour my love on you. Very, when, if you don't know how to sing it, when we close, just look for it. Chris Morgan, Nigerian. He's the one who sang the other songs you've been singing. Very, very powerful. Very powerful song. I wish we knew how to sing. So we can sing that song. because It's boiling in my heart. When God is in a place and he has put you there and you allow a serpent to drive you out or lie. Do you know, you see, all these lies that was going on, the lie was against God. God is a light. He said, it's not true. He knows that you to you will become something. That's why he says, don't touch this. So the question is, so all this why, how do you really see God? Like all this while, what is your level of respect and loyalty to God? Like all this why, did you think that God is wicked or it had to take somebody telling you that God is wicked? For you to believe. But what is your own experience? All this one. How do you see pastor? How do you see the church? Before the person came. Was it your. Interpretation that the pastor. Is wicked. Immoral. Is a liar. 
or in the church is a fake church. Was it your interpretation of what the church was? Or it was until the serpent really tried to speak to you. You need to. So how does why I know? What was their own impression about God? Who visited them every day? Because every day he gave them an opportunity. They didn't even take one minute to ask him that. The, the serpent said that. You lied to us that if we eat the fruit, you know, we too will become like you. Is it true? They didn't ask. Some of the ones, they just pack bag and baggage and away bus. They won't even ask. I want you to talk to God. Father, plant me in your presence like never before. Speak in the spirit. Come on now. Speak in the spirit. Remove any negative seed in my heart. Anything making me awkwardly emotional towards where you have planted me. Come on, play that keyboard. Santa le mele bele le 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 le. Zela baro la baradada. Come on now, manta la baradada. I crave for your visitation, Lord. Rama mamo sile la 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 le. Say God, I am where you want me to be. So let me encounter your visitation. E katala mahasoya. Let me encounter your visitation because I am where you want me to be. Let me encounter your visitation. Come on, just worship him. Come on, lift your hands and pour your heart on him. Hey, lift your hands and worship him. Ay, 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 ay. Come on, love him. Pour your heart, pour your love on him. Hey, Imama, Mama, Mama, Mama. Hey, la, 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 la. Kosha, para, zosta. Ikala, malaganaba. Oh, mananane. Speak in the spirit. Come on. Lift your hands and speak in the spirit. Father, I swim in your visitation. I swim in your presence. Come on. 
Come on, pull the presence. There is a visitation here. Raise your voice. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 177 831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.